religious and put them into daily life or make use of them for daily life because if they remain just in that religious arena, about the only time I think of them or try to apply it is when uh, I'm being religious. And yet there's a need for it to embrace all of life. One of those terms is righteous. How many use that in their daily speech? It's, it's a rarity, right? But we use the term right every day. And so lately when I've been dealing with things in regard to God, I've been going, you're right. When I'm wrestling through something that I don't want to do, and I'm going, eh, that's just boring. And the option is the adrenaline rush of sin. I'm going, but you're right. Even if this stays boring, <laughs> this is what's appropriate, and this is what I'm going to You're right, God. And, and so rather than just say, you're righteous, you make right decisions, I've been trying to put it into that realm of, you're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. And just applying it then in more on a daily level. What we believe out of Scripture is that God sees all, understands all, and by his compassionate character treats us in such a manner that he only has good intent when he declares something that needs to be done. And so with that in mind, there's also an awareness in me that I'm fairly short-sighted. All you have to do to, to reveal that in my life is set a plate of fresh chocolate chip cookies in front of me and leave the room. You know, I'll eat the first half dozen, and then I'll may, I may slow down enough to start evaluating things like white flour, white sugar, chocolate, butter, you know. But most likely, that's not going to happen until I get into double digits. Uh, it's... Do I lie? <laughs> No, sadly, that's the truth. Um, and I could give you a number of other examples of short-sightedness, even though there's an awareness of something more important. So what I want to do today is walk through some of the scriptures connected to this righteousness. But I'd also like you at the same time to be going, okay, these are some of the issues I'm wrestling with, and begin to just say, you're right. Not just religious, righteous, but God, you're right. Psalm 119, verse 160 says, All your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. So whatever you've established, it lasts forever and ever. Righteous laws, right laws. It, it just goes on. In Psalm 33, he says, For the word of the Lord is right and true, he is faithful in all he does. So again, it's that awareness that it isn't just about him being accurate and wise, but there is a graciousness about him and a faithfulness that continues in all things. Listen to this out of Romans. 
He says, let God be true and every man a liar, as it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. The second half of that verse, he quotes Psalm 51 when David is, is uh, repenting for his sin. And he you know, committed adultery and murder, and finally a prophet comes to him and says, you've done this. And David recognizes the full scope of what he's been involved in. And, and he writes this psalm. But as a king, he basically had the power to do anything he wanted, and yet he's still saying, it's not enough. God is right. He's righteous. And what I, in some ways, I look at a verse like this, and I'm going, it doesn't matter if there is a unity in all the earth, and say all the religions were to come together and say, we're going to cooperate, we're going to treat everybody with respect and honor, and recognize that we're all the same, and we could all shake our fists at God and say, you know what, we've gotten together, you couldn't pull us together, but we did it, and here it is, and we'd all be wrong. In some ways, that's what happened when Noah was on the earth, and and God looked and saw all of humanity had gone corrupt except for Noah, and he goes, I am erasing the whole group. Getting rid of them. He also offered to do that for Moses and said, everyone you're with is corrupt. Moses cries out and said, please, no, find another way. If you... But it, there's that sense of, it doesn't matter if all of us were in here and saying, well, we've made this decision and, and we're all together on this. If we do not have the mind of God, we still are not on the right page. And so, with that in mind, there, it becomes essential that we discover what he desires. It, it becomes essential that in moments of, well, we all wanted this, but to just say, you're right. You are right. You're right, you're right, you're right. Listen to this out of First Peter, because... These are some of the complications we run into when we wrestle with this idea, is God righteous? Is he right? Peter's talking about suffering, and in that day there was physical suffering for being a Christian. He says, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with the family of God, and if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? He likens this physical struggling that they were going through and says, there is a certain judgment taking place in our lives that is purifying us and preparing us for eternity. And he says there's a value to what's going on right now. Truth is, we don't even like to look at that. And we hope that it doesn't come to us. Nothing in us wants that, that, that occasion where we might be suffering just for being Christian, and yet Peter's looking at it and finding a gold thread, so to speak, and saying, our lives are being corrected so that we might be better placed for eternity. He says, if it's hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and sinner? So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. 
So he just says, say, you're right, God. Trust the faithful creator and say, you're right in this situation. Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation of everyone who believes, first for the Jew and then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Those who are in right standing with God embrace what he does and how he does it by faith saying, even though I am short-sighted and I do not see the whole picture, I embrace what you have done and say that it is right. And it is appropriate. And it is fitting for my life. It's saying that you have a, a better understanding of what's there and you make right decisions based on that understanding. And so I trust you more than I trust myself even. Challenging to get there. I mean, we all, when we accept Christ, we step into that. And we say, yeah, I'm committed to this. But when difficulty comes, it's like, do I really hang on to this? Or do I wait until it's a good day again and then, then we... Then God and I talk, and we're all happy. In the Lord's Prayer, it says, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We say, do things your way. And it is really an embracing of, he is right. So do things your way here on earth as well. Listen to this in, in, later in that same chapter. Regarding anxiety and worry, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek what his right is. Seek what he declares is right. Pursue that. And he says, regarding the, the anxiety issues you do have, real problems, real issues, but know that those will be resolved as you continue in pursuit of him. The things that are unraveling your life right now, he's saying, trust him with this. Pursue his agenda first. Acknowledge him as being right. And then know that he will open the doors as is appropriate. I want to go back to Psalm 119 as I finish this up. Finish is a loose term, right? <laughs> that particular psalm has 178 verses. If you've ever been reading through your Bible on the daily program and you get those four chapters a day, you're going... This is unfair. 20 minutes, shot. In a good way, of course. <laughs> but if you're driven to get that done, <laughs> it's a beast. I'm off the track. Um, that particular psalm it has eight verses 
for each of the alphabet letters and is done in order of the alphabet. So there's a, in the original languages, there's much more complexity than what we're familiar with. Tied to that is that each of the verses deals with God's word or precepts or statutes or commands, uh, orders. It, it, it's all around this one theme. So it, it's all connected to that, and it basically, my interpretation is, he's saying, you're right. <laughs> when you declare something, you're right. Your law, it's right. The statutes that you make, they're right. The precepts that you say, this is how it is, you're right. Your word, when you say, it's right. I just want to read one of the sections for you. This is uh, Beth, it's a second letter. How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I will seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. If we embrace that he is right, this psalm suddenly becomes precious, right? It, 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 it becomes one of those where you're going, this, this is the cry of my life once I've embraced that he is righteous. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise to you, O Lord, teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. If we say that he is right then it's an honor any time we receive a word from him. If we believe that he makes right declarations, it's a privilege for us to know what those declarations are because they become life to us. And so the psalmist had discovered this is precious. And so we cling to it. So I'd like in this moment, you know, whatever it is that you might be walking through, it might be a temptation where you're going, I know what I like to do. I know the buzz that I get off of doing it. But I also know what God has called me to. And you're just going, he is right. Whether it ever seems different or not. Or it may be that in relationship, you're, you're walking into something and you're going, I feel like he's told me to shut my mouth, but I just don't want to. I'm going to share a story. This weekend, my brother was up visiting me. He's four years younger than I am. Uh, we fought regularly as kids. And, of course, being four years older, that was good for me. Uh, when he got married, I ended up tangling with his wife just as much. I think she was defending her husband. Um, some of our family gatherings were not pleasant. 
You know, we'd get together for Thanksgivings, and I remember one in particular, and, and my wife is trying to pull back the attack dog, you know, John, what are you thinking? You know, you never act like this. And if there were other things going on too, I'd get very crass in that family setting. Um, because it was like, well, this is what's expected of you, and I'd push back. And it, it, was, it was ugly. You know, now here's the, the kicker. All of the family is in ministry. So my brother at that stage is a pastor. My other brother is a pastor. My sister is um, heading up Christian school or, or with her husband. And, you know. <laughs> but some very disgusting practices at the meal. And there came a season where, you know, it's like, I really believe God was just telling me, shut your mouth. But you heard what they had to say, and that's not right. Shut your mouth. Probably three, four years, maybe more, go to these family gatherings and keep my mouth shut. Didn't like doing it at all. And yet now, I have an incredibly close relationship with them. We got past those initial issues, discovered how much alike each other we really were. Now, we have some significant differences as well. You know, they are very ordered in their lives. Sure and I shoot from the hip a lot. That's reality. So personality-wise, there's some significant differences. But they are very close friends. Now, I'm positive that God was dealing with their hearts at the same time. But there are times when you just have to do what's right. You are right. Even though in this moment, I do not like what you've asked. And yet there is a beauty that comes out of that if we'll give it his time, so to speak. And so I'd like you to just, you know, if it's relationship, if it's occupation, if it's education, if it's finance, if it's temptation, as we mentioned earlier, there's, there are a number of things that, you know, we can put as categories that cause an anxiety or a question as to the faithfulness and rightness of God. And I'd like you to declare, you're right. Not just righteous, but you're right. In faith, say, <laughs> you're right. And embrace that for a continued season. We thank you for your scripture that it speaks life to us. We thank you that you are right. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And we embrace that and rejoice over it. Amen. Lord, you are right. I pray for each of us here that we would set our hearts like steel, steadfast upon that precept. We declare it again, you are right. Lord, I pray for each one here that they would have that sense of awareness of your favor over their lives. 
that they would listen closely to your spirit with joy, realizing that he brings life. And I ask, Lord, as each one goes into their fields of ministry, that you will cause them to speak words of life over others, that many would come to know you as a result of their witness. I pray that their deeds would be reflective of the workings of your kingdom, that they would be loving toward all. Enable them with a supernatural. We thank you for your presence in our lives this day. We thank you for your salvation, that you've washed away our sins and brought new life to us. Be exalted, our Lord, we pray. We love you. Amen. God bless you.